Today is a special one. I get to chat with my best friend and partner, Daniel. We've been married for 12 years and together for 17 with two kids. You may know him from his podcast, Random Talk Garage, and if you don't, I would highly recommend checking it out. Today, we're going to sit down. We're just going to enjoy each other's company and be completely honest. Let's do this. Daniel, welcome to the Anything But Simple Talk podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited you're here, and I want to start off by saying that you are a very high-maintenance guest. I, <laughs> I appreciate the uh, honesty. Yeah, I have done a few of these now, not as many as you, mm-hmm. but you are by far the most high-maintenance person. <laughs> well, it's hard because uh, I'm sure you also have to deal with me on the IT side, so yes, I'm a little challenging. <laughs> Well, I really appreciate you being here. I have wanted to do an episode about our relationship because so many people have always told us, people who've known us for practically our whole relationship always say that we're such a great couple, that we have it figured out, we have our flaws, but from the outside looking in, Mm -hmm. you know, we're pretty, pretty good. Um, But I did want to start off with what first attracted you to me? when you met me is this a um explicit episode are we using yeah i can turn uh, that i can turn that on for you yeah we you know you say you just be your complete honest truthful self okay it was your ass (laughs) okay yeah i've I've mentioned that to you before i did have an ass that didn't quit (laughs) (laughs) that's how you got my attention the first time but obviously it's your smile that stuck with me forever is it yeah that's so sweet. For me, when I first met you, I was like, who's that asshole over there? Mm-hmm. Like you had this like really like mad mean face. I'm like, Mm-mm. I don't like it, but I like it. And I'm going to change it. Not even change it, but like get into his heart, crack open that shell. So I was more of like um, a project? Uh, kind of like a project, but we also did start as friends. Mm-hmm. So... I wasn't like, I was attracted to you, but I also loved how closed off you were. So I was a mystery. You were a mystery. Yeah. And do you find that, you know, my next question to that was like, (laughs) has it changed? Like what you first (laughs) loved about me? So I guess for you, it would be my ass. (laughs) It hasn't. It has a little. my, My love for you hasn't changed. Has my ass changed? Is that what you're trying to say? Well, you said it, not me. You just said it right now. But it's bigger and better. (laughs) (laughs) I'd say bigger and better. Um, Yeah, well, for me, you're still very much an asshole. So, Um, But I found ways to kind of get into your heart more and kind of figure you out. But we've been together so long, I still have times where I'm like, can you just express your feelings? I'm complicated. Very much. I'm like an open book. I'm the total opposite. So anything you want to know, I will tell you. But I'll just, I'm really, really open. and I'm working on that with you. So something you don't love about me. Um, I know this might be hard. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say something I don't love about you. It's just something that's been hard to um, live with. Yeah. Has just been your lack of confidence right that causes me to feel like you don't love yourself yeah you know what i mean and that's been really really complicated to be 
not married to, but just have to deal with on a regular. Cause I'm always going to try to make sure that you feel good, that you are acknowledged, that you do feel like you're in a loving relationship. And if I can't lift up your confidence in yourself, then I feel like I'm failing. Right. Yeah. So it's not something that is like what I don't like about you. It's just, or what I don't love about you. It's just like one of those things that you've acknowledged as a flaw and that you've been trying to work on as well, right? Because it's only so much that your husband can say, hey, you've got this, or you're really smart, or you're so creative and talented. But when you start to believe it, it, it makes a world of a difference, you know? So that's one, one of the things that I would say has been um, difficult to uh, deal with on a regular basis, like, you know, through our relationship. But that's also evolved as well, right? Um, your lack, your, your lack of confidence or just maybe your inability to feel that way in yourself, mm -hmm. because I wouldn't say you've had a lack of confidence because you're very outgoing, you're very positive, you know, and I, and I know that you feel a certain way about yourself, especially when you're feeling it, like you're feeling good, mm -hmm. right? So it's not like you don't have it. It's just that sometimes you go through those emotions and those timelines in your life, whether it be going through a certain experience where it almost not diminishes, but it, it, it reduces, right? Where your confidence goes down, your level has dropped and you don't feel yourself. You don't feel good. And that's when it becomes complicated. But, you know, I think that you've shown perseverance too, right? And that's another thing that I love about you, that you're going to battle through it. And right now, you know, it's not something that I don't love about you because it brings out a lot of other attributes that I do love about you. So it's just one of those things that, you know, if I didn't have to deal with it, it'd be obviously a lot uh, smoother, but it is what it is. Yeah. And, you know, we've been together a long time, right? I was 18 when we met. Yes. Is that correct? So, I mean, it's going to change. It's going to go up and down how you feel about yourself. Yeah. So I remember being my most confident when we first started dating and for a few years after that, it goes up and down as a woman. I think in general, it's so much harder, mm -hmm. especially the older you get and the pressures is like, you see all these gorgeous women all the time. Maybe they have work done, maybe not, but still, and you always question yourself. It's so hard to be confident. And I think having a daughter has helped me to realize that I need to always work on being confident because she's always watching. Yeah. Um, but yes, you've been there every step of the way for sure. I appreciate it. I mean, you went really deep there. Something I don't love about you. I mean, I was going to say, geez, like, I feel like I can't even say it now because yours was just so deep. Well, I, I don't know. Like, Did you want me not I, to do it? No, I, I, I wanted honesty. I just... We can rewind this and just record over. No, no, no. Like an old VHS tape. I would never. So be careful because I would never. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something that I don't love about you is that you take like 10 shits a day. Yeah. Yeah. That was what I was going to say. And I think women across the world. You're exaggerating a little bit. But... Okay, fine. Five. No. Really? Still exaggerating, but that's okay. <laughs> Several, okay? And I think more women than, around the world can agree. Yes. yes, more than I can count. But if we do go deep, I think it'll, go, it'll be back to like something I don't love about you is how hard it is to get into your feelings. Mm-hmm. Because I want to know. I... I I want you to open up and I, and it's not something I 
it's like kind of how what you were trying to say, like, I don't want you to think I don't love this about you. I guess that saying it that way makes it so much more like heavy, but I do love that about you mm -hmm. because I love being able to constantly try to help you get out of your shell. So we're working on that. <laughs> so why do you think we have such a strong relationship? I think our ability to communicate how we feel, even through the difficult times and support each other has been what's kept us the strongest. Mm -hmm. You know, I, um, you know, whether it's myself or you going through a really, you know, let's say difficult experience with, um, family or dif a difficult experience with your job or career, you know, you come home and you can talk about it with me. You feel that level of trust mm -hmm. and we try to openly communicate about how to get through it. You know, what are the next steps and try, you know, we try to break it all down. Right. Mm -hmm. So and then on the flip side for myself too, right? And I know you said it's hard for me to open up, but there's nobody in the world that I open up to other than yourself. I do know that. Right? So mm -hmm. when I'm opening up to you, you know that it's because I've, I want to, there's a desire to work on those things. And I acknowledge how you feel that I need to do those things. And I know that it's healthy for our relationship. So, you know, whether I find the words the next day or the next week, you know that sometimes I just need a little more time and i'll open up a little more and i'm also very impatient yeah that could have been something you said you don't love about me i would have been like mm -hmm, me too and indecisive mm -hmm. extremely indecisive what, is this you telling me <laughs> what you don't like about yourself or you can ask me the question i'm just saying like um that don't put words in my mouth no no <laughs> i'm just saying that because it's true you know how you were saying like sometimes it takes you a couple of days or a couple of weeks my gosh it drives me nuts because mm -hmm. it's like what do you mean you need a day we need to talk about this right now. So, but you're right. Our communication is key. I think that the fact that neither one of us are very jealous, like okay. we trust each other so much. Mm -hmm. We've always kind of been like that. Like even back in our clubbing days oh, where I'm... you'd be like, oh yeah, those guys over there at the, in that booth want to buy you and your friends drinks. Go right ahead. Yeah. Like some people didn't feel like that. Like some of my friends, boyfriends at the time, they couldn't even like say hi to another man mm -hmm. at the club. Like we were making friends all over and I love that because I've been in relationships in the past where I'd never had that level of trust. It was like very controlling and honestly, I just, it was such a breath of fresh air to be with somebody who was confident in himself and confident in our relationship and trusted me. So then how could you do it on the flip side then? Were you always confident in me and always confident in our relationship? And always confident in yourself. No, I would say in the beginning of our relationship, I wasn't. So then what's the jealousy factor? Because you're throwing it on me like... Like you weren't jealous. Like I'm not jealous. Yeah. And that you weren't either. So are you not jealous for different reasons? Because those reasons that you just gave, you've already self-admitted about having complications with them. I did. So when I came into our relationship, I was very insecure and like jealous because of past relationships and kind of... Mm -hmm experiences that made me like that you were the first person i'd ever been with that showed me and i don't even know how but you just showed me or taught me to be secure in myself and in our relationship so i always trusted you you made me always feel like i could trust you and i to me like that's a big thing communication and trust in a relationship and it also helps that we're like bffs yeah, I guess that's a really good point. <laughs> right? Because we, we actually met as friends first. Mm -hmm. And we had such like a really fun friendship that had that underlining, like, I want to sleep with you. 
Yeah. Right. It was so it was like like friends, but like one day, right? I think that helped so much because I got to know you as a friend, so I knew you as a person. I knew you were a good person, so I think that helped me to to trust you as well. Right. Right. Okay. I have a really good question. This is a deep question. Okay. Do you believe in falling in love more than once? Yes, I do. Me too. Yeah, I believe you can fall in love more than once. I feel like that too. I feel like you can fall in love in different ways. It doesn't have to be romantically. Right. Like our kids, right? Well, that's what I was going to say. I oh feel like gosh. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like um falling in love doesn't have to mean that you're falling out of love with somebody else. Yes. Right? Because as you grow and you mature as you age, you find that you have more love to give and you can give that to other people. Now, they don't need to be like you said romantic. Yeah. Because I've fallen in love with our children right as they get older i fall in love with every little new thing that they've evolved into so yeah i totally believe that you can have that love and find new love um you know and i think that's a good thing for human beings i think our so ability too. to do that right and also as you age we grow into different people so i feel like we can be you know, seniors one day and like fall in love all over again. Cause it's kind of like you're meeting or you're together again for the first time in all these different stages of your life. Yeah. I just think that we're, we're always going to be, you know, side by side. Yeah. So I don't know if it'll feel new. It'll just, well, feel if we like have a, dementia, it'll feel like a different stage. Every day might yeah. feel like a different day. <laughs> well, we'll find out, I guess. I might be wearing different hats or bows every day. <laughs> what was your favorite time in our relationship this far? And this is a hard question. I actually didn't think of it for myself. <laughs> that's a hard, that's super hard because I think that I've had a lot of fun in every stage of our relationship, you know, how like unofficially and officially like courting you and, and dating. That Did was, you say courting me? Yeah. Courting you like before we were dating. You know, oh, okay. You're like working on it. Yeah. What's the, um, the slang term for it now? God, I don't know. Talking like that's what, I don't know. What do you do beforehand? I don't even uh, think kids call it talking are now. They DMing each other now? Something like that. Okay. So around that time where yeah. we would be DMing each other and not really doing things, um, you know, into actual dating, they all bring in their own fun experiences, right? So, I mean, each stage that we can describe for me has been fun from the beginning to end. I mean, that's why I am so committed to wanting to be in this relationship because I feel like there's so and much more to come. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But putting the kids aside because that just wouldn't be right. It's too hard to like not well, include it's a, them. It's a whole new level right. of love and fun. Yes. Right. I'm going to say it would have to be when we were engaged and we had just bought our house and we got like the official keys to our first home. Mm -hmm. And we had such a huge group of friends at that time. And we were together. We were insep inseparable on the weekends. Yeah. Oh, it was it was bleeding into the week though it was like thursday you're to right Monday. it was a big blur of just fun times mm -hmm. and it was just i can't explain it it's like that you will never get that back i think that that's what it is too well yeah we were all learning how to be adults together right yeah and but even... also so careless yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah very yeah. careless adults i always tell like my neighbors because we have you know we're mature now we have kids but the neighbors when they compliment us for being such great neighbors i'm like you have no idea mm -hmm. if i lived here in my 20s you would have hated me we were so loud i don't know how the cops were never ever called 
we really should send them like a basket of fruit or something. The old neighbors? Yeah. Yeah. Just be like, sorry again. I know it's been a few years, but, but those were the best times. Like our house, we just had an open door policy for all of our friends. And that was really, really good times because now we're all older. We all have different responsibilities. It's harder to make time. So I do miss that. I think that was one of the best times of our lives leading up to our wedding. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know what? Even after the wedding, I feel like it carried on, right? Like we were still uh, childless for a couple of years. Yeah. Right. Where we were just married and enjoying life uh, as a married couple and not really focusing on creating a family or stressing about what, when are we going to start? It was just like, let's enjoy our lives as adults and as husband and wife. Yeah. And, and we kept kind of, you know, going through the same motions of what we were like when we were engaged. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, you know, we're going to have fun together. We were young too. We're going to have fun with our friends. Mm -hmm. We can have fun with our friends together. Right. We, we created a level of independence that we, we also could, uh, intermingle with each other's friends right so it was really um yeah fun time for sure yeah because now when people get married they're a little for the most part they're a little older than we were i was 23 mm -hmm. and you were 24 right and now people are closer to the 30s so they fight they kind of feel that rush like i better have kids right away we had those few years where we we didn't even worry about it mm -hmm. it wasn't like my biological clock is ticking it was like Let's just have fun. And I think we're really lucky we didn't have to stress about that. Right. Um, but that being said, how do you think our relationship changed after we did have kids? Like our very first. I mean, I don't think anyone's ever prepared to have kids. That's just yeah. the honest truth, right? No, like everyone can say, hey, you know, you know, um, I hope you start napping at the right time. Like give you advice about your mm -hmm. sleep schedule or feeding schedule for kids. It doesn't matter what advice anyone gives you. You're never really truly prepared because every child is going to be different and go through different, you know, circumstances or have different needs. And as a parent, you're also going to have your own needs and your own abilities. So everything has, you know, been a learning curve really for us where the first couple of uh, months was really complicated, right? Mm -hmm. Where we were learning how to be parents and learning to separate our lives from other obligations in order to focus on being parents that i think was really really complicated for both of us to manage but again i wouldn't i wouldn't have done it any other way either yeah i think right? too going from being with our friends all the time being like the party house or just like mm -hmm. our lives change so much and our friendships change so much it's like for me i remember having a bit of postpartum because it was like not all of the friends i thought would have come to visit me and meet my son my first child came it was like okay so like we were all just like partying and having the best time of our lives inseparable for years and now now i don't matter right it's so isolating and scary and you're trying to figure out how to nurse and that's stressful and it adds on stress to you you're not sleeping mm -hmm. you know like it was a hard hard transition for sure and it's like i didn't i wanted i needed the help but i would never ask for help other than with you with yeah. you, I could tell you like anything, but like my mom would offer, my sister would offer and I'd be like, no, I'm fine. Everything's fine. And hang up the phone and cry and be like, why, why can't I just ask for help? I felt so lonely and not because of you, just you see everyone else living their lives and you feel like you don't matter anymore. Mm -hmm. It was so crazy. But our relationship, I felt like as soon as he came out, like that night, that first night in the hospital, I fell in love with you all over again. 
I'm holding our son. I'm seeing you. Like, you were such a supportive um, labor partner. And just, like... Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that was traumatizing. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know why I did that again. Because the first time was so scary. But I just fell in love with you. I'm like, we made this little person. Mm -hmm. I was so excited. It it was like a ray of emotions. But our lives definitely did change. And now we have our second. Yeah. And that was an easier transition. We already knew what to expect. I didn't have to worry about thinking about friends not caring about me anymore. It was like a different life. You realize like your kids are everything to you. Our marriage, our kids, our family, that's number one. Yeah, it just became more food and more, or, you know, more diapers, more clothes, more lost socks. More to love, though. Yeah. More to love, for sure. A little more work, a little more effort, Mm -hmm. but all worth it. And they're like best friends now. Yeah. We didn't even plan for the second. (laughs) That was kind of a surprise. And they're like just over two years apart. And it was perfect. They are best friends. Mm -hmm. They're together right now. I told them. Mommy and Daddy are recording a podcast. They're like, together? Oh, I probably should have told you they might want to listen to this. Okay. <laughs> so they're going to know you liked my ass. Wow. But they understand that. Yeah. They do. I think they'll be fine with that one. I think so. They just won't like that I use that language. <laughs> Good. For once, it'll be you, not me. <laughs> okay. This is a good one. What do you worry about? Um, I worry about health. I think that's the one thing I probably when I was younger, I worried about money. I worried about, you know, I still worry about money. Yeah. But (laughs) to a different level. Yeah. You know, like when you're younger, you're, you're chasing it, you're trying to get it and you will do whatever, like to, to kind of get to a certain status. Um, or you'll at least feel like that. But I think right now my biggest concern, you know, not because I'm an like old your fart. health, everyone's health. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like right now we're also going through, well, it's still, you want to call it a pandemic, right? Yeah. It's a year, almost two years in. Right. So the thing that I worry about the most is health because I feel like anything is possible in this situation that we find ourselves in globally. Anybody that we know could fall ill mm-hmm. or be quarantined or, you know, I don't know, be in lockdown, right? Like, I feel like health is such a big topic. And the only way to really have any control is to control your own health and then hope that everyone else does the same for themselves. So I'm always concerned that like you and me, we need to stay healthy. Are we eating right? Are we exercising? Are we doing all the right things? And then same thing for family. Are they eating right? Are they doing all the right things? Are they putting themselves in risky situations because of health? Yeah. You know, and that's one of my biggest worries because... There's so many people that I love and I care about and equally so many uh, people that I love and care about, I can't control. So their health is something that I can, that I'm obviously going to be concerned for and hope that they can, you know, manage that thing, uh, manage their health accordingly because I don't want anything bad to happen. Yeah. I feel like we're at a young age and we really shouldn't be like losing friends and family, you know, but that's yes. where the the whole that's a whole other discussion. That's like you know that your fears, but it is that's my number one worry though too is losing people I love. Yeah, but that's I, why like what I I don't worry about losing people. I worry about their health. Yes, that's how we're different. Yeah, <laughs> right. For me, I worry about them dying. I'm just like one day they're gonna leave this world. What am I gonna do? I don't even like thinking about it because I can go down the rabbit hole so quick. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Health plays a big part in that too. 
So yeah, I agree. And honestly, as soon as you have kids, you have worry for the rest of your life. If you're a carefree person, have a kid. Yeah. It'll change everything. Yeah, like are you are you eating enough? Do they eat right the right amount of healthy foods? Are they okay? Oh my gosh! Do they I... drink water today? Yes, that's a big <laughs> thing. Did they drink enough Did water? They drink any water? I'm I know. Did they right use now. the washroom? Yeah. You know, I know. That's the thing. That's a hundred percent it. Okay, so my next question to you is: What strengths and weaknesses do you find I bring into our relationship and our family? Um. Do you want me to discuss your weaknesses that you bring to the family? Yeah, and I think that's important. And I can I can call myself out even on it. And okay. the kids, I talk about it too. So they have known that for the past few months, maybe a little bit more, um, that I have been like unwell mentally. And that's a conversation I had to have with them. How like you can be sick and have a cold and you can be sick in your mind and you know your thoughts are getting in the way of you living your life mm -hmm. and doing things you usually do and that's okay you work on it and you get better to me it's a weakness that i experience that but it's a strength that i'm able to talk about it and teach them do you know what i mean right yeah thank you for answering my question for me <laughs> <laughs> I think the only other thing I was really going to get to was stuff you've already touched on. I mean, you know, your your strength that you bring into this family and this relationship is the level of love. I feel like your heart is 10 times bigger than anyone I know. Come on. And at least <laughs> 20 times bigger than mine. <laughs> okay, that I agree with. Yeah. Okay. But that's the thing that I love about you too. Is like this, for me, your strength is that you're such a good example to our kids. And you show them what it is to be a good father and a good husband. You're a really good example to them. And I love that. We're like yin and yang all the time. And not even we're like you're the bad cop and I'm the good cop all the time. Like we switch all the time. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important that they don't just look at you and be like, he's the bad guy. Let's go to her. They never know what they're going to get. They're always on their toes. And that's the way I like it. Yeah. <laughs> one, one of the things for me that I've, I've probably told you a long time ago is really just when it comes to like our children, but really any child, mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, just like how you are at your age, the people who lived before you that came into your life, they've all taught you something in some way, mm -hmm. right? So regardless if they're alive or dead, they've left a legacy behind. And that's a big thing for me. Like, what's my legacy going to be? What is my impact with our children, my impact with other children who are flourishing and learning and you know surrounded in the let's say uh, not the peripheral but just on like on the outside right like our nieces and nephews and yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff right so and, and then even like school friends from our kids or um the kids of your friends and my friends oh god you know what i mean <laughs> it's like what kind of an impact am i gonna leave if i'm you know, silent or quiet. For me, it's always going to be, I want to make sure that they understand right and wrong from what I see. Even if other people don't agree with it, I feel like I need to leave something behind of what has made me, me. Yeah. Right. So my legacy is always going to be trying to provide the best or, um, show someone like a level of discipline or a level of determination you know a certain attribute that i feel that is a good quality right i mean sometimes i have to say no and, and i have to do it in a 
very stern and difficult way, right? But I think that I can only hope when the kids get older that they understand that those were lessons of discipline and understanding mm -hmm. and not me just being a hard ass. Yeah, tough love is important. You don't want your kids to walk all over you. And you're good at that. You're really good at that. I feel like I let them walk all over me more than you do because I get so suckered into those little lies. Okay. I don't know <laughs> if I agree with you 100%, but I know that you you feel like that about yourself. And... I do. I do. And like, I feel so guilty when I get upset with them. Like I could cry. I mm -hmm. keep a straight face and then I walk away and I'm like, oh, oh man, why did I do that? Yeah. Well... But I every, know it's every what you need goes to do. Through those yes, things, right? and it's what you need to do. Everyone will feel remorse of being the bad guy, right? I think that sometimes kids are testing their boundaries and they're gonna try and push your buttons anyways. So, what are we supposed to do? You're gonna let them call their own shots, be their own boss, and take, you know, so what are they? Gonna, they're eventually gonna steal the car keys and go driving on their own, like. Yeah. Who know? Like, I'm not saying that that's the case, but please, please, it's just kind of like, what what are they gonna do, right? If you don't kind of educate them on, you know, like I said, right and wrong. Yeah. Right. I think that I was raised knowing there's, um, you know, circumstances to decisions, whether they're good or bad, and you know, I have to deal with those and live with those consequences as well. So I'm, I'm hoping that that's something that our kids can, you know, at least learn at a young age, because as they get older, I know that my impact as a parent is going to be diminished. They're going to be trusting their friends more than they'll trust us. They're already trusting Google more than they trust anybody else. Which is super annoying. Right? Yeah. I mean, they'll, they don't even trust the teacher that's teaching them. They don't trust you and me, but they're going to pick up the phone and ask Google or go to the nest and say, hey, Google. And, and ask it away, right? Yeah, that's the worst. <laughs> so what happens when they're teenagers? Like these are kids who are growing up with technology, like clearing at their fingertips. Away at their fingertips. Yeah. 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 So I know that my my time with them is going to be limited. But that's not true. I mean, I you think might think is. that you it might be limited to how important your opinion is right now. Because right now you're important. Anything you say is they do take it very seriously. Yeah. But if you and if we keep our relationship with them strong and, you know, have that very kind of like a friendship and a parent, like if you figure out the right recipe and the right amount of that, like they will always come to us. Well, the best ingredient in this recipe that I've always believed in is teaching our kids to teach themselves. Yeah. Right? Because in the end, they're going to live with us at, you know, let's say a minimum 18 years and maybe they go away to school, right? Mm -hmm. So we have them for 18 years. What if they live to be 100? We're only going to get a good 20% of our, of our kids' lives. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if you really look at the grand scheme of things of how old I am and I'm thinking back, well, you know, I'm, you know, mid 30, just into getting into the forties. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, half of my life has already gone by where I feel like I've lived as an adult. Yeah. I mean, right? but I also still rely a lot on my mom and dad to talk to for advice and, but I've had to teach myself is right. what I'm trying to get to. Of course. As an adult, you need to learn those lessons on your own. You have to make your own mistakes. 
right? So how much can I really teach my kids for the rest of their lives, knowing that right now is the most important time? Yeah. That's why when so many things in our marriage are going on, whether it's our relationship or family, I want to openly discuss those with our kids. I want them to know that these things are not secrets, yes. that, that we are working on things, whether we're happy or sad, frustrated, mad, disappointed. I, all these feelings need to be shared, and I want those things to be expressed to them, <laughs> right? Yeah. And I think that's what's made us really strong as a family, right? The four of us can be stronger together when we communicate because we have to teach them now. We're not going to get that time back. Yeah, you're making me sad. <laughs> it's true. Do you have any but... fun questions on this list? I know. My gosh. Well, you sure that the kids are going to listen to this? Yeah, I think they will. Yeah? Yeah, they really like our voices. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I, I, have... I was unsure if you were going to ask X-rated questions. No, I'll, maybe I'll save that for season two. Yeah? Yeah. And I won't tell the kids that there's a season two or something because they do love listening. Um, I do want to talk about your podcast. Okay. So tell me a little bit about it. Um, so I'm part of a uh, trio of hosts. So we all co-host a podcast called The Random Talk Garage. It's something that my friend Joe had approached me about um, as he had already begun this podcast in a season one form and was looking at rebranding and kind of giving it a different, um, I don't want to say a message, but maybe giving it a different tone, mm -hmm. right? So bringing in, you know, new voices, bringing in a different... New uh, opinions. Yeah, new opinions for sure. And bringing in like a different rhythm. Yeah. Right? So, um, yeah, I had agreed to join and, um, yeah, we've been having fun with it for what well, seems like 10 months now, the last year at least. And... Um, it's and just like the name says, it's random. So we talk about anything and everything. It could be topical. It could be reminiscing. It could be, you know, movie reviews. It could be something funny or it could be something serious. You know, sometimes we've had a full episode just talking about money. Sometimes it's been talking about sports and gambling. It really is um, something that we've focused on, uh, which is, yes, it's good for everybody, but it's mostly been directed at men yeah who are let's say like 18 to 40 yeah right? it's kind of like you're just hanging out with some friends when you listen to it yeah so the whole idea of it is you know um if you're not hanging out with your friends uh let's say you want to go to the garage and you know put some tools away or clean up a little bit maybe you have a hobby where you're building something you can turn on our podcast and feel like you're hanging out with the guys in the garage where we're just kind of you know, we use this term loosely, but shooting the shit. Yeah. Right? You can say whatever you want. You can bring up any topic. The conversation can go anywhere. Yeah. And oftentimes it does go into tangents that we can't control. And we just want to have a good time with it. So we're, we laugh at ourselves. We laugh at um, you know, other people. Other people's <laughs> <laughs> misfortunes, I guess. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's been a fun uh, season two. And we're hoping to wrap that up pretty soon and focus on recording season three and getting all that lined up. Yeah. And you know, you are the one that inspired me. So you started doing this podcast and it's something I've always wanted to do. Like I've always pictured myself either being like a journalist or just on TV or just on TV or doing something related to 
interviewing people or just talking. And so I want to thank you for not only being here, but for inspiring me to do this, for believing in me and always encouraging me in everything in my life, because you have been my best friend for so long, but you've also been my partner and the love of my life. And I'm so lucky to have you. I'm lucky to have you on the podcast today, but I'm lucky to have you like to do life with. You're welcome. And thank you as well. Um, <laughs> I want you to know that without your support, without your love, without your encouragement, I wouldn't be able to do the things that I enjoy. And, you know, getting involved with the podcast was a decision that obviously I needed to make with you so that we can coordinate our schedules together. Yeah. And it was something that I had to coordinate my time with that I was dedicating to other things. But I knew that with the uh, pandemic going the way things were, that I wasn't going to just sit at home and watch all of my other hobbies and interests be diminished or taken away from me yeah you know and that was one of the one of the major factors because i realized you know i used to play ice hockey with a group of guys that was getting canceled or wasn't really allowed to do that right um golfing was taken away at a certain point during the pandemic i couldn't go out and, and have fun doing that so there was a lot of things that i you know whether it be social uh or you know to myself I knew that I wasn't capable of doing, and you know I've always had an interest in media. You know I'm old, like I have a, a marketing hat on kind of all the time, right? My mind is always thinking about um, you know what commercial is really funny or or how this can be improved, right? So knowing those things and kind of getting the opportunity to have my voice. Um, represented in a recorded broadcast that I thought was a really interesting um, experience for me to really try and um, I've kind of fallen in love with you know uh, making podcasts recordings and sharing experiences and having conversations with you know a lot of different people and I think that networking has kind of been one of my my strengths through it all you know because I've been able to meet so many different people because of it I've been able to be creative and try new things um, surrounding the podcast. That's helped promote it and helped to, you know, bring awareness to, let's say, just even something like money, like we talked about, right? In that yeah. Episode. You know, I've had so many people kind of reach out to me because of that. I think one of our most listened to episodes was about crypto, right? And it just, it's because it's kind of one of those uh, trending topics right now and we found that a lot of people were interested in listening to it so from one episode it turned into getting into almost a little bit of uh, a few more just because we're talking about it. it became one of these things right yeah so i'm always excited that if it's if i'm interested in something and i can share it and and it actually appeals to a lot of people then i'm more likely to want to continue to share those opinions or share what i find Right. Because, you know, it could be something that you're learning is, is brand new. Um, and, and for me, it, it, crypto is kind of new. Right. I think it's kind of for a lot of people. Yeah. But whatever it is, if it's that or it's something else, I feel like having the opportunity to share your opinions and, and your belief in something or or just having a conversation with friends that um, is going to help you. Maybe you pick up a tip or uh, an idea from them and um and then it actually helps you so and it helps others I'm too for it. it helps others too that's what i found like i'm doing this podcast and i'm interviewing people that are inspiring me or that 
they're just they're just badass women mostly mm-hmm. right you're the first male um on my podcast and i've gotten so many messages from people thanking me loving some episodes and how inspired they are and it's just i think that that's that's really important too to remember yes you're doing it for you and you're fulfilling a need for yourself a hobby and doing something you love but you might forget sometimes that you're helping other people too that that now you know that person who's in the garage maybe doesn't have any friends maybe he's kind of lonely and 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 he's listening to you guys in his ear or in his radio right so keep that in mind too but that being said thank you so much for being here in our home and allowing (laughs) me (laughs) complicating conveniently being my roommate thanks for sharing the mic (laughs) i really appreciate having you here um i know this is a little last minute You're very accommodating. Well, I'm looking forward to doing one again in the future, whenever that may come, and uh, and maybe having a little bit more fun with our questions. I understand this might have been a little bit deep for you, and maybe a little bit deep for a lot of people. But I hope that you know, like you said, maybe we're helping somebody out here with exactly uh, our ability to communicate. Exactly, but you know what? I think that's great. I think for season two, we should do like. A little more laughing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I might even add in some bloopers because there was laughing. We actually could not stop laughing in the beginning. I had to re- yeah. redo it because I was like staring at you. I couldn't even take you seriously. I'm going to turn this off before so I start laughing. <laughs> it's true. You are. Um, okay. So thank you so much. I love you. Thank you. Love you too. And thanks for being here. Thanks for checking out episode nine of the Anything But Simple Talk podcast. I love that my husband and I can always be honest with each other. Sometimes we agree and sometimes we don't, but that's okay. We respect and love each other regardless. And as always, communication is key. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe and look out for part two, where it'll be a little less deep and a lot more laughter. And remember, don't be afraid to be anything but simple best people are.